12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Icy Mountains of Pluto, a story-heavy, rules-light, far-future Call of Cthulhu actual play. And now, your keeper, Wes Otis. Hello, welcome to 12-Sided Stories, Icy Mountains of Pluto. We are in part two. Hopefully you listened to part one. I mean, come on. There's there's so much goodness in part one that you need to hear to set you up for what the first scene is going to be of this show. We have some wonderful players. Let's start with Pooja. Hello, I am Pooja. I'm playing Varia, our science officer slash mathematician who is very excited about not being monitored all the time right now. Hello, I am B, and I'm joining you as Cactus, the medic officer on this ship. And uh, holy heck, he is kind of hyped about not being monitored and also very concerned about it. Hi, I'm Michelle Otis and I am playing Julia Winston, a space marine whose uh, you know motto is, if it bleeds, you can kill it. <laughs> if it bleeds, you can kill it. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, if you have not heard the Predator Opera, look it up on YouTube, Predator Opera. It is wonderful. And the song, If You If It Bleeds, You Can Kill It, is is just great. It's it's great. So last time we got together, Echo, your ever-present omni cosmic technology, almost religious-like god figure. Make sure that all of you, all of you, are taken care of, that the world is in a perfect state all the time. And if you have any problems at all, Echo is able to basically do a, a, a mind update at any point. One of your crewmates, Tilly, who has not been doing so well, who cannot seem to get a permit to be in part of the, the pregnancy program, had to be updated uh, to kind of work with her because she started to feel a bit like she couldn't get her head in the game. And so Echo made sure that her head was in the game. This was in front of Cactus, which was a, a bit a bit disconcerting. Later on, your Captain Amir had you come in for a briefing with Echo themselves, and Echo seemed odd. You guys are far away from Earth. You are all the way out by the Kyber Belt. And as they started to say things, certain things popped up that didn't really make sense. They started talking about prison ships that could possibly have landed on Pluto and that there was a signal from Pluto and that you all needed to go and, and figure out what was going on. This was not the Echo you were used to. Echo usually knows everything. There's a little bit of Echo 
in everyone because there's nanites in every human being, but the communication seems to be breaking down. And when you're right next to Pluto and the signal, there's no communication at all. The three of you, plus Skull, Ricky, and Hook, went down to the planet to find a abandoned ship. Not completely abandoned. It's more of a tomb at this point because there's a, a few dead bodies. The, there was a fight inside the cabin. It was a U.S. ship. You've never heard of the U.S. before. The Majestic 12. What is that? That makes no sense. And where does this alien ship come from? There's English. That doesn't make sense either. Inside the ship, there are, I believe I said five crewmates, two missing, two seats that are empty and there are drag marks in the ice, in the frozen nitrogen and methane of the planet. The people left behind are sans brains. Their skulls have been removed, uh, the top portion, and their brains have been taken out. They've been left there and they look perfect because there's no oxygen and there are no bugs and there is no way to eat away. So all that's left is the horrific contorted faces of people who are getting their skulls removed from the top of their heads. I forgot to add that in because I like to surprise everyone and give them extra bits. You know, this is this is the bonus of coming for the second episode. So we're going to start the episode off with a sanity check for our Marines. I will roll for skull and hook. Julia Winston, can you roll for yourself? By the way, do you want to tell people now that we're in the second show what your name is a reference to? Yes, Julia Winston. Uh, Julia and Winston are the two main characters in 1984. Oh, nice. That's really good. That's great. I wasn't sure if it was Winston from like Overwatch, but okay, no, an actual good reference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she told me that this morning. I'm like, yeah, that fits. I like this way of coming up with names better than mine, which was literally like trying out syllables until I figured out something that I thought sounded good. (laughs) So what'd you get for your sanity roll? 51 under my 60. Awesome. Hook did well. She got a 20 under her 65. Skull did not do so well. (laughs) Surprising no one. Yeah. (laughs) He had a, a 50 and got a 82. And I rolled how many points he lost. So B, just so you know, and for everyone else, when you lose over five points of sanity in one hit, you have to make an intelligence roll. You want to fail it though. You want to get over it because what it tells you is your brain cannot process the reality that's being given to you. And then you can basically talk it away. Yeah. Compartmentalize that fear, lock it away. If you get under your intelligence, it means you understand the situation, that's when your human brain cannot deal with the reality and you end up having a bad panic attack or something like that. So speaking of which, that is where Skull is right now. Now you each have, as Marines, you have guns that are pretty, like I think you're carrying it. Are you carrying the Gatlin, the laser Gatlin gun? Probably not if I was on point. So um, what do you have on your character sheet? I guess is the question. I have a plasma Gatling and a laser gun. Yeah, you're the one with the plasma Gatling. Okay. So basically you can fire up to 5,000 rounds and then you have your laser gun. He himself has a rifle. He He freaks out and starts to run the opposite way from the ship with his gun out and he's just screaming. And what you know is that he's also, while he's screaming and running,
running, he's sucking up a lot of oxygen in his suit. What do you want to do? Well, I'm going to use comms because I don't want to waste my oxygen either, <laughs> you know. Skull! Skull! Halt! I'm yelling orders at him in military terms, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, this is an order, Marine! You hear him panting heavily as he slows down. You can't see him, it's pitch black. And you guys have lights on, but, you know, it only goes so far. Even the moons, there are five moons over Pluto. Even those are, like, dim, and it's silent for a moment. You hear him heavily breathing. You can't see him. I didn't, I wasn't ready for whatever that was. Pull it together. I'm sorry. Pull it together, Marine. I'm sorry. Turn around, retrace your steps, look at your footprints. There are no footprints. It's all, it's hard ice. It's, there's no footprint. I see, I see other footprints that are in the ice underneath. They're like a, they're like a half an inch down. And then nothing. He just stops. Stops communicating. You don't hear any breath. Nothing. No, no, nothing. And back on the ship, Cactus, you're watching, I would imagine you're probably watching their vitals. Mm-hmm. Skulls just disappear. Just no more heartbeat, no more nothing. I'm going to patch myself into the Marines frequency. Uh... Julia, not to alarm you, but do you have any, any, any sight on Skull? I have no visual on Skull. I had communications with him, but they were abruptly cut. Yeah, Skull is gone. I have no signal on their vitals. Either they have disconnected from their suit or something else. Is there a glitch in uh, transmission? Something interfering with getting information? Ricky shakes his head at you, Cactus, as if all communications seem normal. I don't think it's on my end. It did not seem like a glitch. He was very clear up until the point that he stopped communicating. Uh, We are going to return to the ship right now to regroup and discuss what to do next. Okay, so you make your way back. I fill them in on what we saw inside the craft, you know, so that we can make informed decisions. (laughs) I also say, you know, it's pitch black out there. We probably couldn't find Skull even if we tried. Well, where, I mean, he ran, so he ran off outside of visual range. So he could have stumbled into something that, that blocked him. He said he saw footprints under the ice. That's that, that's good. We can work with that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I mean, it would track with the length of time that it would appear that the ship has been here. Mm-hmm. Ricky is going to check the communication and scanners to see if there's any malfunction. Jesus, Wes. I rolled a 96. Ricky's like, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this. This uh, this looks like it's working fine. Everything's perfect. Ricky, you're not wearing your glasses, but okay. I don't need glasses. Okay, I'm going to believe you. Every time you say that, you hold your... All your documents are right up against your face, right up against the, the mask of your helmet. But anyways, this isn't about you right now. This is about Skull. Well, uh, what should we do then? Hook goes, uh, shouldn't we try to find him? Don't leave Marines behind, that kind of thing? We don't leave Marines behind, but we also can't go into a situation blind. Probably just fell down and hit a rock or something. I mean, looking around, it's it's all icy, like, spires, you know? Well, if we if we all go out, we know that it's dark. We have additional light sources. If more of us go out together and, and form a search, you know, multiple search parties, it would also give us a chance to further investigate these footprints, possible, you know, signs of alien intelligence. Do you know what the odds are there? They're astronomically small. 
These these bodies weren't alien, though. The bodies were human. Yes, but 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 right now we have a we have one of our own out, and I think that must take priority. But also that you know we don't want to go back without having the information that we're sent here to get. We could just leave little flares. We got enough of them. We could leave a trail. Perfect, Ricky. That is a good idea. You are often not full of them, but today I think you're doing all right. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, flares. Yeah, Julia, you are our commanding officer on this mission. Do you do you agree with that? I agree. Hook and I will take point, and you all follow along. Stay close. We'll say that you had the foresight to equip larger floodlights and uh, maybe even a small hover skiff that you guys can easily pull along. And you're throwing out flares every few feet so that you can see your way back to where the ship is. And you come upon a large mountain that's just jetting straight up. And Ricky says, this is where the signal is coming from. It's getting stronger. And when you guys look around the area, you see where there is a, almost looks like a cave has been exposed. The rock face has fallen away, all the ice and everything. There's there's like a pile of debris. And then beyond it is a cave that goes deeper into the mountain, but it doesn't look natural. It looks like it has been built into the side of the uh, mountain. Do we think that Skull would have gone in there? Kind of scary. I don't know. He was an idiot. He is an idiot. I'm sure he's still alive. I don't... He, he's alive. He is alive. We are not going to discount him. That He's had the thickest headache. Nothing can get through that. And if he was looking for shelter, place to hole up, then he might have gone in seeking, like, you know, and then not realize that the mountain could cut off communications. That is that is true. So we're exploring the mountain. Are we agreed? I think so. I guess. I'm going to hold on to two lights, though. I get a little claustrophobic, and when it's dark, I don't know. It just really, really makes me feel uncomfortable. Makes sense. It, uh, I, I don't like it either. It's, it's... Come on, Ricky. You can do this. All right, let's go. And then you guys go in. Hook takes up the back. I don't want anything coming up behind us, just in case. I'm, it's all weird. Sure enough, when you get in there, you notice that there's no more ice on the ground. It's a clean cavern. There seems to be some odd drawings carved into the walls. Obviously, a large system did this. Some kind of digging apparatus was used to make this place. Everything is very clean. And the the pictures aren't of anything in particular, not of like birds or whatever. Everybody give an education roll. Just roll against your education. Oh, you. Nope. 100. (laughs) You're looking at the ground. You're like, this is a floor. (laughs) There's drawings? I got a 45 under my 70. How'd Cactus do? 36? You, Ricky, and Beria kind of step back and look at the whole thing. Look at the huge wall in front of you. It looks a lot like a circuit board. Circuits moving in and out all the way around. And if you follow the circuits, it goes all the way down this large embankment to a huge door. And the door is made out of some kind of metal. You're not sure you'd have to do tests to know what kind of metal it is. The door is a double door about... I'm going to say 20 feet tall. If you weren't on Pluto, you wouldn't be able to open it, but it doesn't weigh much. And it is slightly ajar. 
Well, looks like everybody's heart rates are increasing much like mine. Perfectly natural reaction to a situation such as this. I think so. Uh, Julia, thoughts? H how do we want to proceed here? I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm the, the, the junior person on this particular mission, but I gotta tell you, uh, Ricky's afraid. I think that there's, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I, I don't, are we supposed to make first contact? What if this is first contact? What if this is Skull? It is our mission to make sure every one of our crew member is safe. We're not letting anybody go behind. I might not be a Marine, but I've heard you all shut that enough. Clones and Skull was freaked out. He might have found this cave and sought shelter. So all of you start to look around a little bit and you notice at the same time that there is a very small amount of blood not far from the door, which means that their suit may be compromised, but it's not a lot of blood. Enjoying the show? Then take a moment to join our Patreon, Support the podcast and get early access to episodes and bonus content. Head to 12-Sided Stories Patreon today. Julia, Hook, can I have you reconfirm the status of the bodies that you located? Was there a lot of blood on them? How was that handled? Because you have to believe that cutting into somebody's skull and removing their brain is not a clean affair. This actually was very clean. I don't recall seeing any blood. It, it, it was almost like they were frozen in the moment. There was, I didn't see any blood. Strange. Cactus will kind of like glance over at Varia and like wide-eyed, like, I don't know if you can see shrugs and spacesuits, probably not. That's why Belters have their own language because you can't see minute body language. Um, whatever the equivalent of a spacesuit shrug is what they'll make towards you. I think, well, I obviously don't have the, the biological background that you do, but it sounds like this would be a good sign, basically. Oh God, I'm, I'm not feeling very good. Could, oh. What? Ricky? I think I'm gonna Ricky? hurl. I don't oh, know. Oh, not in your not suit. Not in your suit. suit. Mm -mm. Where mm -mm. do I? No, just swallow it. Swallow it. Oh. Breathe through your nose. Through your nose. And then he collapses. Oh, no. No, 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 no. All right, give me a first aid roll. Oh, I hope I have good in this. I rolled a 58. Where's my... You're starting to get a headache, just so you know, Julia. Go ahead, Cactus. Okay, I have an 80, so this is wonderful. Yeah. You go up and you look at him, and you can see liquid and blood coming out from underneath where the oxygen mask is connected. You've seen this blood too before. This isn't just normal blood. This is nanite-infected blood. There seems to be some kind of purge going on. Suddenly, the nanites start to come out of the nose, and more and more of this liquid is going on. Oh, by the way, Julia, that headache's getting worse. What do you want to do? This is this is nanite blood. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I've never been prepared for this. There's there's no medical training on how to deal with this. I, I can't remove his helmet, but I need to make sure that he can breathe. What are his vitals like? Oh, his heart rate is going down. He is not breathing very well. His oxygen levels are going down. Um, come on. And I'm gonna like compress his chest to try and force some air into his lungs. Right. Try to get some kind of force going into there. He coughs really hard, and his mask just fills up with liquid and he says garbled uh, get this out you gotta get the, the liquid out Ricky we can't help you right now there's nothing he starts to drown no 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 he's got the secondary mask 
I grab the helmet and the bowl and take it off. You do that and the liquid just kind of slowly falls down because there's not a lot of gravity. Julia, make me a con check real quick. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) 89 over my 60. You start hearing that tone that they keep talking about in your brain and you start to feel blood trickling out of your nose and filling up in your mouth a little bit. Doc, Doc, I'm not feeling so. And you fall over. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, Cactus, keep it together. Okay. Do you put back Ricky's helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After we can secure his airways, we make sure that 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 little bit's been cleared out. Let's wipe it with my suit. All right, he's okay, just dazed and trying to get back to normal. Julia's on the ground. What do you two want to do? Same maneuver, I think. I remove Julia's helmet. I pass it over to Varia. Uh, Okay, Uh, I need to make sure you breathe. I'm going to compress your chest. Uh, Come on, come on. We need some air for... We need some oxygen for you. All right. Do me a first aid roll real quick. Go ahead, Maria. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'm going to take, while Cactus is working on Julia, I'm going to take the tablet that you were looking at to monitor Ricky's and the rest of us monitor our vitals. Okay. I got a 15, which is beautiful, and it makes me that much more afraid now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you're able to help out Julia, and sure enough, right the next second, you're looking at Julia's face, and you suddenly get really, and you fall to the ground really quick, Cactus, and Hook falls as well, leaving you by yourself in the dark as Julia and Ricky are trying to get their bearings about them. Okay. Did the stuff come out of me? Yeah, Cactus, he was able to clear you out, so you were okay. What I'm really imagining, too, because you have like that, it's got to be sealed onto your face, too, the the main thing. So, like, that probably tastes disgusting, it smells disgusting, there's just still liquids in there, but, like, it's okay. It's all good. It's better than drowning in your own nanite-infected blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Varia, what are you doing? I am going to tell Julia, like, be ready, go compress Hook. I'm going to put Cactus on his side and see if that helps so it can drain from somewhere besides his nose and mouth. Even if it, like, started coming out of his ears, that's got to be better. And then I am going to try to, like, arrange myself and be like, be ready to clear all of us. This is happening fast. I'm going to give you guys advantage at this because you've watched it a couple of times and one of you has lived through it. So you get to add an extra tens place die and you take the better of the two rolls. Uh, sorry. <laughs> They're both the same. 57. Okay. I got 50s on both dice. And you were working on hook, correct? Correct. And, and what about you? I got a 33. So can I use my three points of my luck to nudge that into the correct direction? Yes. So you know, B, you have a certain amount of luck. You can spend points to up your roll, but once you're out of luck, you're out of luck. Also, the way that I, I'm sure other people do this as well, it's kind of like sanity. If you use your luck in this way, it actually lowers your luck amount. So you need to take those points off. So if I say, hey, make a luck roll, and you've used up a bunch of luck points, again, you're out of luck. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, I at least would have gotten the helmet off of Hook. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Do you want to push the roll? 
I can push it. Do I still get the advantage die? No. So you can push the roll, which basically you tell me how you put extra effort to make something work and you get to roll again. But if it doesn't work, something horrible happens. What, well, what happens if I fail? Hook's going to die in a pretty terrible way. Or, Michelle, just one last thing. You could spend seven points of your luck because you have a 50. It's like half my luck. But you're keeping somebody alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you won't need your luck later. I'll spend my luck. You're so ominous, Wes. <laughs> Go for broke. I have one job, B. That's it. That's my entire job. Oh my Being gosh. ominous. <laughs> all right, I spent the luck points. He's too good. He's too good at the ominous and also making me make the worst face. <laughs> the cringe face variety. Okay, so you're going to spend half your luck because you have the worst luck of all, don't you? You have like 14. I know. I only had a 15 luck. So the way luck works is you roll 3d6 and you times it by five. For her luck, I rolled a three. Oh, wow. It was terrible. <laughs> are we conscious now? You are. Oh my, oh, that was disgusting. Uh, are we? And like Cactus will look around. I imagine all the lights are pointing in odd directions because you've been focusing. Yeah, they're all over the place. Like there's a light that's next to the door and yeah. Casting creepy shadows everywhere where we all kind of sit on the icy ground. Are, are, are we all okay? Uh, uh, roll call, please. Julia? Present, okay. Varia, I might be the best I've ever been. Yeah, weird. Ricky, Ricky, how, how you doing there? Well, um... I think that I, I, I wish that I had had some say in my life choices more, I got to say at this point in my life, but I, I feel, okay, wait, very, nothing happened to Varia. She, she didn't drop. And then Varia drops to the ground and starts to lose her nanites as well. Damn it, Ricky. <laughs> I just noticed nothing happened to her. So give me a roll, uh, uh, Cactus, to help Varia up. <laughs> so afraid now. Uh, uh, I think that's good. 30, 40, I think my thing was like an 80. Yeah, okay. This is like, this is what raises my heart right now. You put that into my brain that I could fail. <laughs> Yeah. I just don't want you to fail, so I try to tell you not to. Uh, <laughs> so you all are fine, and everybody has a horrible smell in their mask. Oh, it tastes so bad. It tastes so bad. Like metal and something else you can't quite distinguish, and the texture is just not great. It's no, it's not good at all. So what do you all want to do? Well, if this is what happened to Skull, then... He's dead. There's no way he would have been able to figure that out, right? There's no way he would have been able to deal with it. I mean, unless he took his helmet off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's that little bit of blood there. So let's find out. I mean, hell, if nothing else, I want to know how this happened. Hook and I are going to take point, and uh, I will have the Gatling gun ready. <laughs> okay. And we go through the door. All right. You all swing open the door, and there's a huge lab in front of you. You imagine that it's lab. It's got these large tables and these 20 or 30 cylinders that are on the side on top of another table, each of them marked with different names. The names are in English, which is strange. There's a human standing up a few feet away from these cylinders, frozen in place. He's dressed oddly. He has on clothes you've never seen before. On the table is Skull, and unfortunately Skull's skull has been removed. His brain is halfway out of his head. Right then, a second door on the other side of the lab opens, and three insect-looking creatures about the size of horses with large wings and these big round heads with small spore-like tendrils coming up from them 
fly through. Let's first start with the sand check for everyone, and then we'll go into the next thing that's going to happen. No, I did not make my sand check. Okay. <laughs> Ricky and Hook are perfectly fine. 55. I barely made it. <laughs> okay. That could, that could have been bad. Cactus, what did you get? Uh, 21. I'm okay. I think these are super wonderful. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you're still going to take one point of sand loss if you made it. Because they're not super wonderful? Well, it's it's not just them. It's also the fact that they were halfway taking the brain out. Of our friend! I just ate breakfast with Skull. I mean, co-worker? Uh, yeah, just because I didn't want to hear about his day doesn't mean we weren't acquainted. <laughs> Michelle, you're super lucky. I rolled a one, so you take one point as well. You're fine. Ooh. Hook says very quietly, because it's like an Old West standoff. You're standing there, you're looking at them, they're looking at you. Hook says very quietly, What the fuck do we do? They're taking brains out of people. I say we fucking fire. And I just open fire. I get- Varia, you can see in slow-mo, no, right? <laughs> this look of disapproval. It's like, that, that skull is lying there with no brain. First contact with alien species and you want to murder it. I hate Marines. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a firearms roll and you're using what, your pistol or... Oh, I'm using the Gatling. Okay. (laughs) So suddenly this wave of laser shots comes out. Uh, 41 under my 70 for firearms. Okay. Hook opens up as well. And I rolled a six for Hook, so. Let me gather my dice for the damage. What is it, 3d10 or 4? 4d10. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's lasers. It's going to be high. True. It's freaking lasers. It's freaking lasers, man. (laughs) Freaking laser beams. 22. Okay. So you and Hook open up and all this fire goes. And laying on the ground after everything is done are three alien bodies smoking. Well, not smoking, actually, because there's no oxygen for them to smoke. Uh, So they're just there kind of, I guess, coagulating. I don't know. It's gross. It's basically a big mound of what looks like fungus. Uh, After that, what would you guys like to do? What would you all like to do? Was that the right thing to do, Julia? Skull is laying there with no brains. The other people have no brains. You want to wait and find out? Uh, uh, I mean, we don't even know that those were the things that actually took out the brains. We don't? Because, like, who else is here? We don't know. That's the point. We do know. At least I know. Do you see the frozen guy? Does anyone else see frozen frozen dude over here? The guy? Weird clothes? Yeah, Ricky, yeah, Ricky, we see. By the by the, the those tubes? What are those tubes? And why are we here? Can we can we go home? Like is there can we leave? We found him, he's dead. Yes, but we found a lot more than him. So let's figure this out and then we'll leave. Okay? I don't think it's safe here. And I'm saying if you need to grab something for scientific purposes, grab it now, because then we're heading back to the ship. Yeah. Ricky, grab skull. Varia, are you, can you grab one of those bodies? I want to go take a look at those tubes. Sounds good. I will go take samples from our insectoid friends, and they're not going to be heavy. You can load it on the skiff. Yeah. We'll start with Cactus. You go over to the tubes, and you get a radio frequency in your ear. Who's close? Who's, who's out there? Uh, uh, hello, this is Lieutenant Cactus Green uh, of the UWR Dragon Fox. Uh, 
And Cactus will turn around and look at that person with those weird clothing. He's not moving at all. No, over here. In, I can't see you. Where, where'd you go? And then I look back at the tubes. Are there brains in there? Yep. And I'm going to place one hand on the glass. I felt a, a vibration. Is that you? Where am I? Thomas, I'm sorry. We, we crash landed here, and they, they said we were we were supposed to meet with someone or thing, and, and that's the last thing I remember. Gunfire and, and the sound of a saw. I haven't seen anything. Is, is anyone else there? Yes. Yeah. Ever everybody's here. Th- Thomas, can you can you tell me how how are you feeling? Are you suffering? Are you? I don't feel anything. I just I. It's weird. I can remember things, but I don't feel anything. I just hear buzzing all the time. A lot of buzzing. Like wings or something. Okay. You're 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 safe. You're 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 well. You're you're going to be okay. We're we're going to help you, Thomas. I just need you to be brave for a little bit longer. We're we're I can't hear the others though. The others have disappeared. Uh, they're okay. Don't don't worry about them. Um, we're gonna come back for you. I promise. I come will back. not leave you behind. Don't leave me here. I've been by myself for so long. Thomas, Please we don't need leave. to save my friends. We we need to take care of. Oh, there's more of you. Yeah, yeah. We we're all coming here to save you for 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 oh. sure. Oh, okay, okay. Remember my breathing. Wait, I don't Remember breathe anymore. Oh, why? I don't breathe anymore. Why don't I breathe? Don't don't think about it. Please, please don't think about Wait, it. Wait, work. And he kind of rambles on like this for a little bit. Do you know how you want to proceed from this point, or do you want a few minutes? I have to leave him behind. We can't do anything. I don't have the technical wherewithal, um, but I would like to make a quick sand check. Yes, Al, you're very right, and thank you for bringing that up. I, you're right. This is number. That is the O. Oh, no. Um, 93? <laughs> this is no good. <laughs> Ow. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, you take six points. Oh, this really affects me. I mean, the idea of A, leaving somebody behind and B, not being able to help them. This goes against everything that I, I put myself on the ship for. I, I, I want to help people. I want to do everything that's in my power. And now I stand before this brain helpless. Do me a favor and just roll against your intelligence. You want to get over your intelligence. Roll high. <laughs> roll high. <laughs> Wait, roll, hold on. I'm just going to tell I got a 76 and my intelligence is an 80. Oh, no. Well, you understand exactly what's going on and the fact that there's an alien reality to yours. Uh, roll a 10-sided and let me know what you get. That is a 9. Uh, I know exactly what you uh, so you rolled a phobia, and your phobia is this. There is a brain in a jar. Your head's in a helmet. You really, really, really need to get out of this helmet somehow. But there's nowhere for you to breathe, and you pass out. So until someone wakes you up, you are on the floor because your brain could not deal with the, my head is in a helmet, and this brain is in a jar. All right? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
Julia, what were you doing? I was guarding that other door that they came in through. Because remember, they came in. Oh, oh, so you're at the same door that Varios is at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you both go over there. You hear Cactus talking, but you don't hear the brain, Thomas, talking back. You hear only one side of that conversation and then nothing. And Julia, when you turn around, you notice that Cactus is on the floor, laid out. Ricky has run over and has started to try to wake them up. The door that you two are by, Viria and Julia, it opens up into a beautiful world with all these strange colors that are intermingled and what looks to be a glass bridge out to a center apparatus of some sort of mechanical device that is sending out the signal. There are literally hundreds of these creatures buzzing around the sky, moving around all of these different levers. If you went through the door, you wouldn't be on Pluto anymore. And the sky is huge with these large moons just hanging up and all of these iridescent colors. And I need sand checks. I was gonna say, I'm sensing a sand check coming. Mm -hmm. Nope, I did not make my sand check. I got a 12, which is perfect because I kind of love this. (laughs) (laughs) So as Cactus is starting to get back up to his feet, he uh, shakes off that feeling and automatically, I'm gonna say due to your sand check and whatever, you can't help it, but you turn off the frequency from Tommy because you can't deal with it. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. This was a big thing, Julia, so this might cost you a lot of Uh-oh. sand. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying to me, and I'm not afraid of much. So you take 15 sand points. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's bad. You break, just, your brain just goes and it's out. Roll against your intelligence. Yes, I rolled an 84 over my 50. Okay. (laughs) All that happens is you go screaming and running the opposite way, starting to head for the ship. You've taken so much damage to your brain. You need a sedative. Let's say that. (laughs) Uh, Varia, you notice that these creatures have realized that the door is open and that some of their compatriots have been shot and a good chunk of them have started to fly towards the door. There's no way with only one Marine that you can hold them back. What do you do? Ricky, get Cactus out of here. Oh, okay. okay. Quickly. What about you? And whatever you do, get cleaned up. Don't tell anyone about the, don't tell anyone about the blood. And I'm going to walk through and I'm going to shut the door behind me. What? Okay. So you shut the door behind you. Ricky freaks out, grabs you, Cactus. Man, we gotta go. And starts to pull you, and Hook's like, what, what about, holy shit, what, we can't leave her here. We, that's, no, I, uh, we can't do that. What do we, what do you do, Cactus? I think there's like a moment where like he tries to get his bearings and like, he can't press his temples because it's a giant helmet. So he like <laughs> puts his hand on the helmet as if like he could reach his brain. You're, you're right, we can't can't leave somebody behind. I, I'm not, I, I'm not okay with that. You pull open the door, I'll grab her and we'll go. She can't just stay here. We can't do that. I'm gonna pull, I, 
I don't believe in killing, but... Uh, Ricky's like, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, look, I'll help him with the door and, and we'll just, we'll do it. Let's go. So Ricky grabs the door with you. Virio, what are you doing when you shut the door? If there is anything like, because we're right at the start of the glass bridge, right? So I was going to look for anything to like block the door from my side. Okay. There's really not anything there except for the corpses of those creatures and the gravity is such. Actually, roll a luck roll for me. Okay. And that's a 39. And I actually have luck on this character, so that works. I- okay. So, yeah, you can you can block the door. The gravity on the other side is actually firmer because it's, it's a different planet. I'm going to roll to see if... Cactus, roll against your strength, and I'm going to give you an extra d10 because Ricky is helping you. Actually, let's say an extra 30%. That means add 30% to your strength because two of you are pulling on the door to open it. So whatever your strength is, plus 30. Uh, I rolled a 17, so I think I'm okay. Varia, you try to block the door, but it comes crashing open. All of these bug creatures, whatever they are, these uh, flying fungus things are coming towards you very quickly. Uh, Varia, what do you want to do? Hook is trying to grab you. Like, we got to go. You can't stay. They can't follow us back. This could be the key to saving everyone. But only if we can keep them away like from destroying all of us. How do we accomplish that? Look at what we've done to them. Look, I, I don't know what you what you're talking about. Collapse it from the other side. You sure you want to stay here? Yes. All right. All right. Your choice. We'll close the door. The door closes. All right. I've got charges, and she starts throwing charges around the room. We have literally, I don't know, two minutes. Let's go. And all three of you run. You have the skiff. Did we get the body on the skiff? Yeah. Cool. It grabs the body and throws it on the skiff. I'll roll for the other two, but I want Cactus to roll luck roll to see if you make it out before the explosions go off. 70 under my 75. Woo! You all make it out. The explosion goes off. The lab and the hallway leading from the outside collapses in on itself. And you look around and just silence, expanse of darkness. And Ricky says, We made it. What did we just do? We, we, what do we say? We need to get back to the ship. We have to get back to the ship. You think Julia made it? Let's try our communicators. Julia, come in. Julia, can you make a luck roll to see if you made it back to the ship? Oh, really? You're going to be that cruel. <laughs> You're going to be that cruel. I have an eight luck right now. <laughs> oh, my word. No, I rolled a 79. Well, you took a 15 point hit. Yeah. There's no communication from Julia. You don't hear anything from her. We'll scan for her when we get back to the shuttle. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's... sure. That's, that's, that's fine. Once you get back to the shuttle, you scan for Julia and you find her signal coming from the old spaceship. What's she doing in there? The U.S. shuttle? The... Yeah, she's right over there, meters away. Why, why would she go there? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, drop, drop everything off on the skiff. All right, it's all there. Let's, let's go find her. We have to find her. I, I need to know that somebody is going to be okay after all of this. All right, let's go. You make your way over to the old shuttle, and you find that Julia is sitting in one of the formerly empty seats 
Her helmet and mask have been taken off. Her face is frozen in fear, and the top of her head has been removed. I need sand checks for you. 99. <gasps> Hook and Ricky did not make their sand checks. This is not okay. We, we, we can't go. The dragon fox is in orbit. After a few days, and without another shuttle to spare, Captain Amir decides to go back into communication range with Echo to report what has happened. Scans have shown there are no life forces on Pluto. He gets into range to talk with Echo, and Echo comes on the screen and says, Report. I, I sent my best people down there. I regret to report that they disappeared off the, the surface. We were following them, and then they just disappeared, and there's silence from Echo for a second, and then they say, There are always more children to send. And that is where we're going to end it. So thank you all so much. I hope you had fun. <laughs> Holy heck. <laughs> so creepy. I appreciate very much uh, our special guest B coming on with us for this adventure. We always like having new people come on and, and play games with us. I had a lot of fun and hopefully we can have you on again in the future. So let's find out where all these wonderful people are and we will start with our special guest B. Where are you at? Okay, before I even talk about myself as B, I need to properly uh, figure out these feelings that I have over <laughs> Cactus because like his whole entire purpose was to say as many people as he could and then as the story progresses it's just like you lose somebody you lose somebody and then finally literally julia you were like the glue that's hold held us all together you are the one that we all look towards and that final moment i just pictured like their hand on like the the the, the glass of the shadow looking at you with like your your skull uh cut open and there's no brain and then like he finally cracks like he'd cracked at so <laughs> many points and like that was the moment where it was just like there's there's nothing left he couldn't save the strongest of us he couldn't save you that and Julia that is lost it oh, <laughs> that is so intense i love this <laughs> that's amazing awesome so i'm good. really glad you enjoyed it okay now i processed <laughs> <laughs> no problem yes absolutely. yeah sometimes i forget people need to process <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to play Call of Cthulhu. It's amazing. I like to think Varia went out like like to the end, just attempting to communicate via mathematical like algorithms to try to establish a basis in this like fraction of hope that these people could like come back and like defeat Echo. <laughs> Which I'd like to point out, Echo joined together with the Nanites to try to get them to stop. So your characters have done the same thing in two different games, two separate. Th it's pretty cool, I think, for two different purposes. But for two different <laughs> Except, purposes. Okay, so in this one, the point was not to assimilate. <laughs> true, true. You don't want to become a fungus bug. It was to communicate. <laughs> I like if I could not end up a brain in a jar, that would be great. 
<laughs> so before we move on, any thoughts, Michelle, on your your arc and fall? <laughs> I think I think it was entirely appropriate. I think that uh, you know it was just not within Julia's purview <laughs> to be able to handle that. She was a marine, damn it! She was made to fight. She was ready to fight. You lit them up too. You guys lit them up. <laughs> you murdered some bugs. well like i said i had a really fun time and uh i appreciate uh the three of you joining me on this little thing so now that we've got that out of our systems b where can people find you (laughs) yes i have been b zelda the busy b you can find me on twitter as at b underscore zelda or on instagram as at b underscore zelda underscore i am a podcaster streamer content creator writer game designer you name it if it's in tabletop industry I've probably done something there. So give me a follow and check out what is some of the stuff that I do. Hello, I am Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at LA Daisy Girl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. And pretty much everywhere else is Forgotten Saves. If you want to hear more of me playing the tabletop role-playing games, you can find me on Happy Jacks RPG and occasionally on It's Probably Oak Kitchen. I'm Michelle Otis and you can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music through plate mail games on drive through rpg or battle Bards. awesome and i am wes otis you can find me at uh plate mail games on twitter you can find the show at 12 sided stories the number 12 and then cited stories and then 12 sided stories written out everywhere else there's three ways you can help out the podcast you can give us a shout out uh tell people what you like about our show you can throw some stars at us or the final thing is join us on patreon we have a delta green game on there that's for our patreon listeners that's a lot of fun yeah i mean we have like it's not just delta green because you got like well, no there's a ton of stuff bios, audio diaries there's a whole new series for people who are fans of Otherworld London, where it's the um, the wonderful travels of Ethel and Easter. They go into the dreamlands and that's that's a lot of fun. So we have a ton of stuff that you can listen to. We had a lot of fun. Again, B, we really appreciate you coming on and we hope you come on in the future. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.